What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of Dad College. My name is Cam, and I'm joined by David Hogue. Yeah. Que pasa? That's me. Que pasa su pasa? What? Casa su? No. Oh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> uh, my brain hurts now trying to... <laughs> Listen to my gibberish? Yeah. That's that was some interesting Spanish, but we'll go with it. Um, I am I'm well. Um, we are back. It is good to be at our table. Yeah. Speaking into our microphones. I've missed how my voice sounds in this microphone, <laughs> to be frank. Yeah, I, I so um I'm a police officer. Use a radio to communicate with people in the department and mm. I ten four good buddy. Yes. I've well I've been told that I use my radio voice when I use the <laughs> Even when I'm on the police radio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I knock it down an octave or two before I key up and so other patrol cars. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> That's awesome. And I do. I you know, it's <laughs> if I really start thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do do that. I kinda take clear it down. the throat. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, this is very serious police business. I don't know if I could take myself seriously if I always spoke with such a velvety baritone I talk like Batman to Kennedy every once in a while and she just giggles at me <laughs> like hey I'm gonna get you she goes <laughs> I'm like, oh I'm not threatening to her at all no you probably won't be uh, that's terrible 61270 with the deep voice and she's like yeah you're funny get out of my way can't even intimidate a one and a half year old yes and if you're curious that's a tight 270 <laughs> Anyways, very um, tight. Yeah, tight like tiger. Yeesh. <laughs> I love those movies. They're so good. And Austin Powers trilogy. In case anyone mm. missed our gold member quotes. Yes. Well, all right. That was interesting. Um. So today we're going to talk about traveling with the family, vacations, mm-hmm. trips, this, that, and the other. Um. And oddly enough, this was inspired by you and Melissa going on a trip without the family. Ah. So the irony is there. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to uh, talk about trip ideas, uh, but also traveling tips, be it in the car or in the air or even by railway. Mm, we've uh, done that. I have, but not with wife or child. Mm. Um, so, yeah, traveling tips, traveling ideas, um, that sort of stuff. Maybe a few funny stories. If the spirit moves. Uh, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's do trip ideas first. Cause that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, th- do you have any cool trip ideas? Definitely get matching t-shirts. No. Yes. No. That have some <laughs> stupid, like cheesy joke on the front of them. Like I'm with stupid and it's pointing up to your face. Or yeah. not. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, no, we don't do t-shirts, but if you're into t-shirts, then go for it. Well, at least be clothed. I mean, yeah, you well, are going to be in public. That That is true. No, I, you know, one of the things I just think is, um, it's probably good to early on, maybe do day trips where you can kind of get a, an idea of, of how your kids travel, um, because just like us as a, as adults, everybody travels differently. And so uh, you may discover that you have a child that you throw them in the car seat, you throw them in the back seat, and 
they're good. They're just, they, they enjoy the travel or they sleep. Um, I'm jealous of those kids. Yeah. Or you may discover that your child does not travel well and therefore you have to be a little bit more creative. Um, so yeah, instead of your first trip to being, you know, 20 hours across country somewhere. Yeah, always, we didn't, we didn't do those as kids until we were at least in elementary school. Mm-hmm. My dad was really good. And I think I've mentioned this in, in a previous episode during the summertime and me and my younger sisters were out of school every Wednesday during the summer was day trip. And my mom would have the day without the kids. So if she had to work, she could work. If she wanted to, you know, just do whatever mental health day. Mm-hmm. My dad would take the day off work and he would take us all over uh, Southern Michigan, Northern Ohio. We even went to Canada a few times. Cause you know, back then it was super easy to get across the border. It was pre nine 11. I mean, we're talking, mid to late nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just super easy. Um, and that was getting us used to traveling, but also giving us quality time with dad. And then when we were older, we did the 24 hour trips to Florida and mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, definitely beta test the traveling by like, Hey, let's go an hour and see how they right. do. My kids limit is like 45 minutes in the car before she loses it. Yeah. And, and generally you can, what I would say is, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the zoo. <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm kind of oh, like, oh, I love the, what's wrong with animal prison? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you can handle, handle taking your kids to animal prison, um, generally there's, there's probably another zoo probably within two to three, one, two, three hours from where you live. Yeah. So like we're in Kansas city, the Eastern side of the country where there's a lot more densely. Well, but, from Kansas City, you could go to Topeka. Omaha. Oh, Topeka has could, a zoo. Topeka has a zoo. We, you could do Omaha, and even Manhattan, Kansas has. And so this is what I found, and this is truly like There's this a is zoo like in the, Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, well, it's an ag, it's there, an agricultural school. Are and, there lots of wildcats there? There are oh, lots of wildcats right. there. <laughs> uh, we even took the youth group there one time, and the monkeys proceeded to play with themselves. In front of the teenage children. And they thought that was quite fascinating. And we couldn't get them to move on. So. (laughs) Yeah, it's truly one of those, like, it it truly is. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, So I think a zoo is a good kind of like. Mm -hmm. I was, that was going to be my number one. You know, go to the zoo. Instead of going one that's local, maybe go. it, It gives you that chance Generally, I think you can find something that is a little bit farther out in that one to three hour range. Um, You know, the other thing that you might consider doing is um, for the 4th of July, where are you going to go see fireworks? Every city generally has Mm -hmm. a fireworks display. And so if you're in a city, that could be a test of, okay, we're going to drive an hour or two. Because here's the good thing. If your kids are small, the fireworks happen at night. And by the time it's over you should get a peaceful drive home. If even if the, the, the drive there was not yeah. necessarily. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, zoo, so, zoo is going to be mine. The fireworks is a really good idea. I never would have thought of that. That's a really so, good one. Because you can pretty much like, like, a, you know, kind of the same thing you could go, okay, we want to go an hour. You could draw a circle from where you live mm-hmm. and probably have a dozen different places to go. And if you drew, you know, a two hour circle. So it's kind of that test run, I think is a good, 
just sort of getting a feel for how your mm-hmm. child travels. Uh, another idea that I personally liked as a kid was uh, water parks or amusement parks. Yep. Now those are kind of, those can be expensive, so you can substitute that with like going to a lake or a beach or a river and tubing mm-hmm. and and obviously you might want to wait till the kids are a bit older for that one just for safety precautions. But like spending the day running around in the sun and the water can be fairly cheap and super fun. Bring a picnic, you know that sort of stuff. And that is another kind of thing. If you do it right, by the end of the day they're oh, wiped they're out. They're wiped and out, and you're yeah. gonna get a sleep on the way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, zoos were big for us. The Toledo Zoo was in Ohio, mm. and it's like an hour and a half from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, every summer we would go to the Toledo Zoo once because it was, oh, we're going. You know, back then I was excited to go to Ohio, and then I grew mm-hmm. up and realized that we don't even talk about that state. Oh. As, as, <laughs> as, folks, as folks from the mitten, we don't refer to them. So. Mm. Very interesting. Despite the current trend in our uh, football games, <laughs> which is very sad. Um, other ideas, if you're near national parks and there are a lot more than you think there are. Yep. That's true. Um, too. so hiking, um, and a lot of times at the national parks or even state parks, they'll have like educational classes that you can get your kids in that will teach them about the different animals and the different leaf types and cloud types. And so you can get some education in there as well, but it's not in school, they're outside, they're learning. Um, and then there are sometimes the cities will have children's museums, Yep, which are still, I think they're awesome and I'm an adult. Yeah, they are. But it's very hands-on, very like, oh, you can play with goop and bubbles and like they're learning the basics of like physics and chemistry, but they get to play while they do it. And yep. that can be, again, a half day or a full day thing where at the end they might be wiped because they've been running around like kids. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so St. Louis is a, it's a little bit longer from Kansas city. It's like four hours, but St. Louis was one of those kind of places of, you know, they have the free zoo. They had the children's museum. And my favorite thing was to run radar because the zoo or the museum was over the highway and they actually had speed radars oh, really? aimed at the highway that That's you could. Funny. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, also aquariums. Mm-hmm. That's animal prison for water-based animals. Yes. Um, they're not quite as aware that they're in prison. Well, you know, <laughs> finding Nemo's taught us anything. Yeah. One out of every 10 fishes can't remember anything. Um, <laughs> but I feel like aquariums are less common than zoos. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's definitely true. Um, trying to think what else. Farms, like where we live, farms are a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we live, you know, in the Kansas City metro, but we are surrounded in every direction by hours and hours of farms. And you can find ones that will have like petting zoos as part of them. Uh, you can meet different animals, emus, llamas, ostriches, that sort of stuff. Uh, pumpkin patches, corn mazes, that you know, that sort of stuff. Don't take your kids to a haunted house. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't be sick and twisted like that. Yeah. Um, orchard. Yeah, like apple picking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah, depending on where you are, like in Michigan, we had a lot of like blueberry picking and cherry picking and peach picking. So depending on what part of the country and your options, you know, might be varied. But yeah, I mean, put the kids to work and then you can, like we used to go apple picking and then we'd come home and we would make applesauce and apple butter with my mom in the kitchen. Cool. 
because we were country. No, we weren't at all. <laughs> so, but, so I think the first point is, is whatever you pick to do, do something that wears the kids out <laughs> so that the drive home is at least somewhat peaceful for mom and dad. Yeah. Um, and then like, if you don't necessarily want to travel or have the, the time or the funds, like you can take a lot of those ideas and do them at home. Mm-hmm. camp out in the backyard because like camping is a thing to do fishing that sort of stuff but like you can camp out in the backyard or watch a movie you know on the back yard if you you know can get your hands on a projector or uh do the research and figure out what one of the classes at a state park is and take your kids to a local park in your city and have them you know learn about the trees and the birds and and that sort of stuff so you can adapt a lot of this to your hometown if just the the time, the funds, or, you know, maybe your kid isn't well enough to travel because mm-hmm. they have a medical condition. You can still make the most out of where you live. You're just going to have to put some more work into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, sporting events is another thing, and mm-hmm. particularly for little ones. Um, you may choose to do uh, minor league systems. Um, they're very not, family friendly. Very, very family friendly. And very affordable very compared affordable. to the major league option. Yes. And then colleges, just about, mm-hmm. again, colleges are another place that you, you know, if you got a, a kid that's into baseball, you can, fu- you know, it's fun for them to go and sit in the stands and be a participant. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a division one powerhouse school. If it's, you know, for us, Northeastern Kansas tech, and they have a baseball team, it's probably going to be free or two bucks to get into that. And it's still baseball. Yep. Kids not going to know the difference. Yeah, Exactly. So there's, there are a lot of things that you can do if you're just, if you take in, you know, we live in the day where you can Google a lot of this stuff too. So if there's, you know, you have an idea, hit the old interweb and, um, not everything has to be, you know, cause going to a major league baseball game is a hundred bucks easy. For and just, that might just be tickets and parking. Yeah. Yeah. Or heaven forbid an NFL game. Yeah. Parking's like 30 bucks. But, you know, if you were to choose to go on a college level, it becomes far more uh-huh. affordable to do something like that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. The, I'm, the, I'm sure there are plenty of ideas we didn't throw out there, but I feel like that's a, a wide swath of potential fun to have with the family and mm-hmm. the kiddos. Um, travel tips. Now you have much more experience in this area than I do <laughs> as far as just, you know, the amount of time that you've traveled with kids. Yes. Um, I will say my kid 45 minutes in the car is about tops without mom sitting in the back seat with her. Mm-hmm. My wife does not like sitting in the back seat. It makes her nauseous mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't understand, but front seat's <laughs> fine. Back seat. Not good. Not so much. Um, but she kills it on the airplanes. She's been on like seven or eight flights and we're flying to Chicago again in a couple of weeks. Like she does great, but and she's like a year and she's a year and a half, yeah. but her first flight, she was six or seven weeks old. Um, now that being said, the longest flight she's been on has been an hour and 55 minutes because <laughs> we either fly to Chicago or Detroit. And that's mm-hmm. really, cause that's where our families are. Um, but one of the things that we have done every single time when we fly with her is make sure that the flight time is at bedtime. 
Yeah. So that but by the time she gets on the plane, we can give her a bottle or American breastfeed, and then she just sleeps the entire flight. And she's in one of our arms, so she's in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's like our biggest like parenting hack is if you're gonna fly with the kid, especially a young one, is plan it as close to their normal bedtime as possible so that they're gonna be tired enough yeah. that they can sleep through it. Yep. Now the downside to that is is if they don't fall asleep, they're gonna be demons. Because they're gonna be so tired <laughs> yeah. and they're gonna be so out of sorts because they're not in their crib or in the room and you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the bottle, the sleepiness and being with mom and dad is enough to get them to go to sleep. And for our kid, that has been the case every single time. Yeah. Um, so like case in point, we're flying to Chicago in two weeks and our flight is at like seven fifty, and bedtime for Kennedy is usually in between seven thirty and eight. So perfect. Sign us up. She's going to fall asleep on the plane, even yes. in a year and a half when all she wants to do is run around and climb on stuff. Now, now that I've said that I've completely jinxed it and she's going to be awful. Um, but yeah, so that, that is my first. And I think my most helpful tip is if you can plan it that way, or even Mm -hmm. if maybe a night flight doesn't work, but you can plan it during the nap that they usually have midday or whenever it is your child naps, do that. Cause at least you've got a fighting chance of the kids sleeping. Yeah. You know? Well, and I would even say that road trips, if you are somebody that can stay up during the night which I discovered, you know, through doing shift work that mm-hmm. that works for me is, you know, if you travel at night, you're dealing with less traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowing the kids to sleep. If the kids are sleeping, then they're not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have to pee every hour. Yeah. The other thing is, is, uh, you know, traveling during the summer, it gets hot when you're traveling during the day. And if you mm-hmm. travel at night. Um, that cuts it out quite a bit. So that was something that um, I actually kind of discovered by accident working on midnight shift was that, you know, if we loaded up the car, my, so my dad lives in um, Austin, Texas, which is about a 10, 11 hour trip from where we're at. That you know, if I left at like nine o'clock at night, um, we could get up and go and be there kind of in the morning the next day. And then generally, again, working shift work, so it kind of changed my schedule, but I could crash for a couple hours, mm-hmm. or, I mean, and kind of get myself back on track and then sleep that night. And it was, it was much more conducive. Um, having food, having snacks, I think is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to stop and eat uh now you know we live in america where there's all kinds of fast food all kinds of places but i think people would be surprised at how often you can get to an area where it is two three hours where there's really not somewhere that you want to stop or can stop Mm -hmm. and so given the fact that you have access to the internet um planning your trip or where you might be able to stop or where you think you might want to stop i think is beneficial um, but then having those snacks, having a cooler with stuff in it, having things that, you know, um, because the other thing, and this is true for me with, with teenage kids is that, you know, you stop and you go to a gas station and suddenly you're paying $2 for a, a liter, you know, a bottle of pop that 
if you planned in advance would, it would be, have cost you yeah, 20 cents. Yeah. Uh, you know, bags of chips are $3 mm-hmm. for the little teeny tiny one that I could have got for a family size. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think that's helpful. Uh, you know, the other thing I think, um, is we live in a day and an age where we have gadgets, whether it be phones or iPads or, um, you know, some sort of device that you can watch movies and things on. Uh, those are wonderful things. Uh, the reality is, is when you're on the road, you probably don't have access to data. You probably don't want to use the data. (laughs) I know we're becoming more and more likely to have an unlimited data plan. But Mm -hmm. again, that's the type of thing of plan in advance, download. I would say if you're going on a 12 hour trip, have 24 hours worth of stuff on that device. If you're going on a two hour trip, have four or five hours, double um, what it is that you think you need. Um, Just because you're giving yourself that kind of cushion uh, should you need it. Mm Mm-hmm. The, uh, the other thing too, is what was big for us is this was obviously pre iPhones, pre iPads, all the stuff. Um, but the big thing then was Walkman or Discman, you uh-huh. know, your personal music device. <laughs> and I was, and still am a big music guy. Like yeah. I'm a musician. I've been playing for 16 years. Like I just, I love music. Yeah. Um, and all I wanted to do on road trips was have my headphones in and just and listen to tunes. And, <laughs> but my dad had a rule on road trips. We were only allowed to listen to music when it was time to go to bed. Hmm. The only time we could have headphones in was when it was bedtime. Yeah. Cause we would drive through the night quite often. Like yeah. when we go to Florida, we would drive through the night, Yeah, you know? Um, and we'd always hit Atlanta in the middle of the night. And my dad would always wake me up because I just, thought it was super cool how the buildings were lit up. Like yeah. It just blew my mind. Um, and then I go back, but like, yeah, if I remember correctly, headphones were not allowed on except for certain times. And then we either had to be reading or we had to be having a conversation. We'd play a lot of, you know, um, the I, license spy. Plate, yeah, <laughs> I spy the license plate game, uh, the alphabet game where you have to, you know, find things and start, you know, all sorts of road games that when, and, that was how we passed the time. And I spent a lot of time reading and, you know, luckily I don't have the motion sickness deal where I can read in the car all day long and not get sick. Yep. Um, but that was my dad's way of combating all of us, just headphones on ignoring <laughs> like no family interaction whatsoever. Um, but I would, it'd be interesting to see that sort of draconian uh, anti-technology stance <laughs> in today's world. Uh, which I think there's there's time and place for that sort of stuff. Um, honestly, the only time we give our kid an iPad is if she's not sleeping on the plane. Yeah, and that's that's definitely. And I don't. Like, usually, I'm super like I don't want her on that stuff. Like we have the TV on in the background a lot. Um, like I'll just have soccer games on all day, mm-hmm. just just to like oh oh not you know, but I'm not actively watching. It's just on. And we're reading books and playing with toys and, you know, doing this, that, and the other thing. But the only time, like, she has dedicated, like, oh, this is an iPad I get to play with is if she doesn't sleep on the plane. Because mm-hmm. I don't want my kid to be that kid. I just don't. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> you know? So there's a time and place for, like, you know what? Here's an iPad. Just entertain yourself for a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think I'm a bit of my uh, my dad's son in the sense it's like, 
we're stuck in a car together. Like we can spend a little time together and talk and goof around and tell stories and play games, but I don't think I will be as you can't have any of it. (laughs) Sometimes you might want to be like, you know what? Just watch a movie for the next two hours because you're getting on my nerves. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know? So I think there's a bit of balance to be had there, but. I, I don't want the old road games to get lost on new families because they're a ton of fun, you know? Yes. Yep. I would absolutely agree with that. So fun, 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 fun things that you can do. Um, and I think by the nature of, you know, this being dad college and anybody I think that would listen to this is probably the type of person that's very intentional about their family and uh-huh. raising their kids. And I think that just is in line with what we are saying uh, of just being involved in your kid's life, being intentional with your children and um, the other thing I would venture to guess is the number of kids that have, while the game is being played, while they're in that moment in the car, almost torturing their parents, letting them believe that they're miserable and don't want to participate as adults, that's one of their fondest memories mm-hmm. is playing the games in the car and that sort of thing. So remember that your kids may not always let on that they like you and that they're enjoying <laughs> your company and doing what it is that you're doing. Uh, you know, the other thing I think is, is good to do um, on road trips is to be intentional about where you're going to stop and what tourist type places you're going to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my tendency is to be like, okay, we're getting in the car and we're going, it's like, we're going to stop. And it's, you know, restroom breaks are based on whether dad has a full bladder <laughs> or not. Not get anybody else. Your business, get out. Let's go. Yeah. But you know, I, I think that's a, a little bit of, of Americana that that's lost to are some of those roadside places. And you know, you don't have to stop at everything. And again, with TripAdvisor and all the things that are out there, you know, find those things that, that people say are, are worthwhile. There's, there was a, a, a stop that we would make between Colorado and Kansas City um, when going out to Denver or skiing or whatever. And uh, it was a rattlesnake oh, farm. no way. And my girl, nope. And my girls absolutely loved it. But it was like, yeah. Hey, I've got a great and, 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 idea for a tourist attraction. <laughs> let's let's just collect a bunch of animals that could murder you and then yes. advertise it for families to bring their small children to. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. I, think I mean, I'm, I'm glad nothing went wrong, but yikes. But, but yeah, some of those, you know, those kinds of things and, um, they are few and far between compared to what they were back in the day. Oh, yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, um, be prepared for illnesses. Yes. So, you know, ibuprofen, allergy medicines, puke bags, puke bags, toilet paper. Um, again, just kind of that sense of, Hope it doesn't happen. Yes, the emergency kit, for sure. But then also knowing what tendencies your children have and being prepared to to deal with those because, you know, you may have a kid that 
it doesn't matter what they eat. They're going to have a stomach ache 30 minutes after you leave the restaurant, you know, um, having those things because in addition to being effective medication, you may have a kid that the placebo effect works. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a kid that, Oh, I don't feel good. Well, you can give them some, you know, fruity Tums and it's going to work and it's going to pacify them. Um, can I tell you a story? Sure. Yeah, we haven't really done that. Well, this one's pretty good. I think so anyways, but it might have been a you had to be there story. So sorry if it disappoints. We were on a road trip somewhere. I I couldn't tell you where we were. And one of my two younger sisters peed her pants in the car. Mm-hmm. And I think we were like in the middle of nowhere. And all of our clothes were in the car top carrier. Those things that I don't even know if they still exist. The big buckets you strap to the top of your car (laughs) that hold all your crap. And so for some reason, my parents decided the best scenario was to just take her underwear off. And my dad rolled his window down, held it in his hand (laughs) out the highway and just dried dried her underwear (laughs) as we cruised down some interstate, some somewhere in the country. So for like 20 minutes, he's just cruising with, you know, pair of like little, uh, like lamb chop underwear, you know, or Polly pocket or whatever, you know, just hanging out the window, just in the breeze. I'm like, you just got to wonder what in the world people thought. I mean, they could have thought I was a handkerchief or, you know, because she's a little girl. But yeah, I again, I don't remember the context. I don't remember why that was the decision they made. But forever emblazoned in my memory is my dad's arm out the window with just some pink underwear. flying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I remember when we moved to Kansas City from Des Moines, Iowa, my mom had a Volvo station wagon. Nice. And in the back of it, if you put the back seats down, you could fit a twin mattress back there. And wow. Yeah. And so for like multiple trips in the kind of like moving back and forth where we didn't just immediately move down kind of thing, Uh my sister and I would ride in the back of the station wagon. Oh, for sure. With, you know, our pillows, our blankets, our coloring books, Mm -hmm. you know, our little activities that we would do. And no seatbelts. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it'd be crazy to wear a seatbelt. So, so there's that, you know, kind of like that day is long come and gone. And then the other one was, is yeah, I used to sleep on the floor in the minivan. My dad would take the middle bench out. Mm -hmm. My sisters would have the back bench and I would sleep on the floor. We're doing 75 down, you know, I 75 and I'm sleeping on the floor just, you know, if the, if the van goes over, like I'm going with it, I'm not strapped into anything. Well, that's, so we went to Florida when I was like 16 or 17 and it's my mom, my stepdad, me, my sister, my stepbrother, and my stepsister, my stepdad bought this orange on the outside. It was orange. And then inside it had like brown shag carpet and yes, crushed velour so oh. and we called it the orange blossom special, <laughs> but like for like to this day and mom, if you're listening, we should probably have this conversation because I still don't totally know what you guys were thinking, but my mom and my stepdad went to the bed in the back of this old custom bed. No, they slept 
And they let me and my stepbrother who were like 16 and 17, like we got from like the eight to midnight shift. Oh really? While they slept. And I'm like, to this day, I'm kind of like, I would not (laughs) trust my 17 year old daughter to drive while I slept in the back of the van from eight until midnight. Maybe you were just super mature and very reliable, Dave. No, (laughs) no, because what we did was, is we got into a, well, we'll talk about that off the air. (laughs) We'll talk about that off the air. So, but, uh, yeah. So, and driving to Florida is a long way. If you've never, ever done that, I guess it depends on where you're coming from, but for Michigan and Kansas, it's a long way. Yes, this is true. So. Oh, well, anything else you want to share before we part ways? Take, take lots of pictures. Yes. That would be my recommendation. Well, especially now that you don't have to store them physically. Mm-hmm. My parents had boxes and yep. boxes and bo- now it's literally all on your phone. Yeah. And I don't think I totally have to say that because I think people naturally do it, but I'm not always the most proactive when it comes to taking pictures. And mm-hmm. so I would just encourage people to, to take, take pictures and do, do the things that maybe feel a little bit risky, a little bit out of the ordinary, because a lot of times that's where some of your best stories, your best experiences come from is when you kind of adventure out of your safety zone a little bit and do something that you might not normally do. Mm -hmm. Indeed. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. We'll be back uh, in the future. Yes. Sometime. Sometime soon. So probably like two or three weeks. We'll be back. Okay. um, Well, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, Bye. Bye.